I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, ma. A real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The real Brian show. It's Friday. All right, what better way to end your week than by relaxing, laughing, spending a positive hour with us? I think that'd be special. We're nerding out on a lot today. We also have some thoughts about this whole wearing the mask order. But as always, we're going to have fun. Oh, you know what? Speaking of masks, it's party time. P-A-R-T. Why? Because let's rock it. Welcome to Real Brian Show. Thank you very Welcome. much for listening. Hello. Thank you, Brian. I am con- I am with Captain Influence, and I am wearing my party hat. I think we have actually gotten into a different accent than I intended. I know. I, I do not know what accent it is. It's sort of Pakistani, <laughs> sort of Indian. Um, changing accent. I am. I am I, assuming I am. I am offending many people right now. Well, we were trying to go from like "Welcome to a Real Brian Show." I don't even know what that was, and then I and, oh, then, okay. and then it started into talking like this, like Kamal. Hello, I am Kamal. Like Kamal, what yeah. would Kamal do? And then I'm like, I don't even really know what happened. You know, it's amazing how we morph. That would be the ultimate challenge: is to morph from accent to accent. By the way, oh, it'd be so fake. I hope no one ever gets offended by this because I love trying accents. I love practicing them. I love trying to master them because for me, dialects and accents are so cool. So you can picture what it's like in every evening at Brian's house, right? I mean, he, he, your yep. wife must just go insane. Wait, I'll tell you what. What accent is he going to do tonight? I, I'm usually just sitting around here talking like this, Dagum. Well, that's what I talk about all the time. Yeah, you know, that's like, right. That's right. Yep. Uh, there was one I was thinking of the other day, and I was trying to remember what it was, and it's gone. So you know what's funny is, though, when we were playing Elder Scrolls, there's this town online. you start in called, yeah, all online, Vadenfeld. So every time I think of Vardenfell, you know, I'm like, Vardenfell, I get into the German accent. But see, yeah, yeah you know, and it, okay, it, whatever. Or we could talk like <laughs> Daniel Craig's character in Knives Out, and it's just kind of like, you know, I, I was I was thinking about, you oh, know, Texas. This, this, I'm not even really sure what part of the state. I, I think he's from like, you know, down in the south, something like that. It was just the weirdest accent for Daniel Craig. I mean, especially what? for Daniel Craig, yeah. Yeah. Well, British British people, especially British men, they they tend to do American accents fairly passably, in my experience, and a sometimes. lot of them have to do it. Yeah, yeah. It, a lot of movies actors that I never knew were British, I find out they're British. Like, oh, cool, they're British. I didn't know that. They yeah. do they do pretty good accents. So, well, I think one of the best was Hugh Jackman, who is what was he? Is he Australian? Yeah, he's Australian, yeah, right? So. You heard his real accent, and I'm like, wait, what? Like, wow, he did a good job. Uh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. <laughs> Hugh Jack. Yeah, so I I love his switch to Gollum. <laughs> Dude, anytime I can <laughs> switch to Gollum, I just like going <laughs> Yes, yes. It's awesome. It's like that's if Gollum has too much coffee right there. Hey, speaking of Gollum, I gotta mention this. Last Friday, Andy Circus of Gollum fame, the man, did an epic twelve hour marathon reading. I think unabridged of the Hobbit. 
for COVID-19 relief. Yeah. I guess if you donated a certain amount, you could listen to it. And I got to say, I would have been really jealous if I had 12 hours to kill in the middle of the night to mm. listen to that. That would have been awesome. Yeah, I was trying to be a jerk and after the fact, try and find some recording of it, but you can't find one, which makes sense. So, because I didn't donate anything, right? Freeloader. I know. I was yeah. trying to be a freeloader. Yeah. I'll admit it to everyone listening. I'm not going to hold it against them because I totally understand. Now, yeah. it'd be nice if you could donate after the fact and get a recording of it. That'd be great. Maybe you can do that. There you go. I'd spend 20 bucks on that. Heck yeah. To hear Andy Circus read something? He to, does to have read, an amazing in, voice. Yeah. To do an entire unabridged narration of The Hobbit, I would buy that. Absolutely. Yeah. What were we talking about? I don't even know. We were talking about accents. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't even know. So, uh, but I, moving on. Just remember this. My birthday's on Tuesday. It's oh. May, right? But I can't, Already? I can't really celebrate because we, like you can celebrate with us. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and that'll be fun, but I just always remember like, I like to go out, you know, and it's, and it's not even that I'm all about huge, massive blowout parties or anything. It's just like, I like to get out. It's May winter, which I like spring, by the way. It's like the leaves are starting to get here in Colorado. The leaves are coming out. The flowers are blooming. It's raining instead of snowing. The dead of winter's over. Finally. And so my birthday comes in May and it's like, usually there's a Star Wars movie that releases and eh, nothing this year. <laughs> or, you know, what actually was going to be coming out was Black Widow. Not yet. Oh, yeah. it, it's, everything's been pushed back. So it's like so many things that I normally do in May, which is like see awesome epic movies and, you know, go out and spend time with friends at, places and do things, you know, the free comic book day and go get free donuts, you know, because you get that, you know, for your birthday. And then of course going out to a restaurant for dinner, getting your free coffee, going to the, I mean, you just can't do any of this stuff. And I'm like, this sucks. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, aren't things opening up in, in Fort Collins now where you can uh, go out with a mask, right? Yeah. But you can't still go and dine in anywhere. That's true. That's true. I mean, you can go and you can pick things up curbside and take it home. But to be fair, we got to see some friends in person this last weekend, which was so, I mean, we were still six feet apart. We were outside. (laughs) So, you know, no hugging, no shaking hands, you know, Vulcan salute kind of only thing. But it was just so nice to see people. I got to tell you this, man. So even though I I think I've realized I'm more omniverted, I still have more extroverted tendencies than introverted tendencies. Yeah. This has been really challenging. So like the first couple of weeks, I'm doing okay. And then, you know, the last couple of weeks, I'm like, okay, here's what I see. Introverts are thriving and the extroverts have been forgotten. That's what it feels like. Like it is so, so much of a struggle right now. And like the, it's so funny because I'll be like, people will be like, well, most people don't even ask me how I'm doing. I think it's kind of funny. So, but there, (laughs) there are a few people once in a while that'll be like, oh, hey, Brian, like, how are you? And I'll be like, you know, I'm good, but this is tough as an extrovert. And people will be like, Yep. Well, I'm loving it because I'm an introvert and I'm like, <laughs> thanks for the support. <laughs> I can relate to that because, you know, me, I, I'm much more of an introvert, not full on, but I have those tendencies and um, yeah. I keep forgetting this is going on. My life hasn't changed all that much, except that I don't go to the grocery store anymore. My wife does that now. So I haven't been getting out as much, but I don't notice the fact that I haven't been getting out as much. So I understand what you're saying. Yeah, and I I can't relate. I'm noticing it more now because it's getting nice and I want to go out. And this is usually the time where like people emerge and they start sitting out on patios and hanging out. It's just, you know, being a social person. Go for a bike ride. Well, I can do that, but usually I like to go to a coffee shop (laughs) and play games. And Mm -hmm. and it's like, ah, so just going on a bike ride for a bike ride's sake is I'm going to do it, but it's not as fun. 
Yeah. But anyway, sure. it's what it is. There's nothing I can do about it, but I do feel like there's really no support for extroverts at all right now. Like the introverts are fine and they're not even thinking about the extroverts and the extroverts are like losing it. And like I said, there's just think, nothing out there for us. I think most of the extroverts are just doing a lot of Zoom meetings with their friends. They're just hanging out on Zoom like... Yeah, but it's not the same. Doing stuff. Yeah, I mean... It, yeah, it's it, kind of doing... It's kind of similar. I mean, I respect your extrovertedness, but I mean, really, I would have thought that that would be sated just from hanging out with people online like you do with us on the weekends or seeing yeah. someone's image. I mean, do you have to have physical contact or... Well, okay, so... You listened to the interview with Heather Alashe. Yeah. And there was this conversation about like why I like to go to coffee shops, which are primarily populated by college students is because I feel the energy and are, you know, whatever you want to call that. I don't know what it is, but when I go in and I feel the quote energy of people, you can't feel that over zoom. So there is something about physical proximity, not even necessarily physical contact, but just physical proximity that you can't get otherwise. So I'm starting to miss that a lot. And it's weird because it's almost like this itch you can't scratch kind of thing unless you actually have it. So it's what it is. But yeah, (laughs) there's just no support for extroverts. So I don't even know what you do. It's like when you can't actually physically be around other people, I don't know how you actually solve that problem. So you just wait it out. You wait out the storm. That's all you can do. Hopefully the storm ends. That's the, that's the thing. I'm starting to wonder now. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know. Is this ever going to get over? I don't know, dude. But one thing you mentioned bikes, my under the desk bike arrived. I mentioned that last week, got it put together and Mm -hmm. it's nice, dude. It's working really well. Thankfully I've got a sit stand desk. So I do have to raise the desk up a little bit to not hit my knees and stuff, but yeah, it's great, dude. Works really well. I'm, I mean, I'm still testing it out to make sure that this is like a a bike that's going to last and it's not some cheap built in certain country bike that never lasts (laughs) right made in america well i'm glad i have to admit that my uh under desk treadmill that i got put back together after i cleaned it out i think it's on its last legs oh already yeah it's i mean i've had it for almost a year uh and it's 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 been good for that long but it's just it runs really hot and wow. uh yeah, so I, I just, uh, I think that you know, now that I know it works, I think I might either get a bike like you have or get a much more expensive under-desk treadmill. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, you had to test it. You had to see if you were going to actually do it or not, and you did. Right. I mean, and it's, so yeah, it that's when you can invest yeah. in something better. Exactly. That's cool. So, and that's kind of what I'm worried about with this. This is not a very expensive bike. But it's know. a bike, and so it, I think that the wear on it is less than a treadmill. I mean, a treadmill is taking your weight and your stride, yeah. and it's with a bike. If there is a motor at all, uh, which maybe uh, is it motorized or is it? Uh, obviously, yeah. it's probably just a resistance, right? Yeah, just resistance. Yeah, so I'd be surprised if it didn't last you as long as you needed to. To be honest, I hope the only thing I'm worried about is you know all those revolutions on the pedals. Are they going to start getting grindy or weird, or does it need any kind of gear? lubricants or you know like a regular bike does i i mean i have no idea yeah. it doesn't talk well, you'll about find out i need to probably read more up on and i didn't see anything on care and all that but i'm assuming there's something about it so we'll see yeah but dude well, good luck dude well first of all okay i've mentioned this show for a long time about the conversation with Kristen, the ceo of the organization that helps and houses girls who were sex trafficked yes And I pushed it out because one, we had to get Heather in because we were talking about some stuff. Of course, that was timely. And then I wanted to give everybody a break who hadn't caught up yet. It is definitely coming out Monday. 
this, this episode with Kristen. So again, I, and I'm going to say this in case you forgot, it'll be into, it is an intense episode. Okay. So definitely be cautious about who listens to it. I feel that this kind of content is for every single person on the face of this planet, mm-hmm. but I'm going to let, I'm going to let you decide who in your household should listen to this now or not, because you know, it's shocking and intense. It's not inappropriate that, you know, there's nothing not graphic or no, yeah. there's nothing explicit rated whatsoever, but well, there are descriptions that are not graphic, but what you do here is like, Whoa, I didn't realize that. Right. It's shocking. It's okay. intense. So I highly recommend people listen to it though. It's not negative. I think there's a lot of positivity to it. There's a lot of hope. There's a lot of overcoming adversity. So there's some very cool stuff, but anyway, I just can't wait to share it. It's such an amazing topic and it'll be good. Excellent. So check that out on Monday. Now we were talking about, you know, with this whole getting stuck inside stuff and everything else. And there's a lot of laws going around and a lot of people are complaining and I'm hearing more conspiracy theories now than I think I've ever heard in my lifetime. Yes. Which is really funny. Yeah. I'm hearing a lot of people, everybody's opposed, you know, and, and I'm, I'm hearing scientists that are saying one thing, you know, these are like top notch reputable scientists. And then other top notch reputable scientists are saying the exact opposite. And I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. nobody knows anything that that's what I've exactly. come to. Exactly. I've come to conclude that nobody actually knows a thing. And if they do, they're not sharing it. Right. It's People, really, somebody knows something, but we, the consumer of information via our, via you put your favorite media outlet here. Oh yeah. We can't know what the truth is ever. So no. we just have to kind of, we have to cherry pick what we think is the truth and run with it. Well, the problem is some of us run with it a little too seriously without yeah. recognizing that we might not be right. What we're being told might not be accurate on yeah. both sides. So yeah. Of course. And this is us. This is the real Brian show. We present a balanced approach that respects and values other people because yes. that's who we are. And you know that's what, what we're here for? That's our mission, right? Respecting and valuing someone else can't be wrong. So if that's your intention, if that's your approach, then I don't think anything you do is wrong. Really. If you are actually truly respecting and valuing someone else. Fair so enough. here's the thing. There's this whole, you have to wear a mask. People are complaining about this, having to wear masks and this whole quote order that's going on now. Now, is that a, let me interrupt you, Brian. Is that a municipal thing? I mean, is that, or is that a state by state or is it city by city? Well, I think it's a, I actually don't know for sure. Or is it federal? I thought it was a federal order. I do know that in Colorado, it's a state order. It's definitely a city order right now as well. Now I have heard some people Again, I don't know this for sure, but I've heard people living in other states saying that they're going out, they're getting pulled over by the cops. Or if they're not wearing a mask, they're getting arrested and stuff. I don't know if that's not true. Not in Iowa, they're not. Well, no, I was going to say not I, in Colorado either. It, I don't know yeah, if that's in, actually happening or not, but I'm hearing this. I went out to get air in my tires last weekend to a uh, convenience store mm-hmm. nearby. And I couldn't believe it. Nobody but me was wearing a mask. <laughs> Well, it was kind of weird. I yeah. was like, wow, are we, I get, I mean, it, it looked like a normal, I mean, like nothing was going on, like yeah. nothing was going on. There was no COVID-19. It was pure last spring basically. And I'm not dissing that or anything like that. It's just, I was very surprised. So obviously that order is either not here in this state or it's totally being ignored by everybody. So well, I think on. it's being ignored. So here's what it is in Colorado. This is what, this is what I know in Colorado. You are 
required to wear a mask if you go inside to a public area. Okay. You are asked to wear a mask. So we don't have the stay at home order anymore, but we still have these social. What is it? The, I, I don't, I don't like calling it social distancing. I think that's a very incorrect term. It's physical distancing. So, right. you know, we have this physical distancing order still six feet apart. They're still asking us to remain quote safe at home or safer at home. I think is what it is. And then the mask thing is like, if you go into a grocery store, for example, it's an indoor location with other people. That's an order now. So like at Walmart, Walmart was like, screw that. We're not going to make anyone do that. Well, then the city kind of said, no, you have to, or you can get (laughs) sued. So there was some legal issues there. Mm -hmm. If you want to remain open, you have to require that people wear masks. Well, then they were, so patrons were coming in without masks and they were saying, I'm sorry, you have to wear a mask. Well, I don't have a mask. Well, you know, we can't let you in. And then now people are pissed, right? So there's a lot of people now calling the cities and saying we're getting harassed and we're getting, a, what was it like? I think that wasn't assaulted, but it was like something like that. The Walmart Our, employees their, are, their rights are being infringed upon. Yeah. Right? Well, that's, okay. that's the, that's one way of saying it. So others are saying they're actually getting assaulted, which, you know, I'm sure is not happening, but I, promise that's not happening unless yeah. of course they're being difficult and refusing to move and then if well, someone then has to the use police. physical force to remove you yeah yeah so what's happening is if they won't leave then they call the police on these people and say they're not respecting our wishes well here's the thing here's really what this comes down to think about this yeah the powers that be are saying what do we just say nobody knows right so the powers that be are saying wear a mask because we want to protect humans as best as possible. And the best way that you can do this is that stay six feet apart. Or if you're going to go into a public location inside, please wear a mask. And if everybody wears a mask, then we really cut down on the potential exposure and risk, right? That just makes sense. Right. Again, we don't know if this is actually a big deal or not because everybody's disagreeing. So we don't know. Right. Right. But it just makes sense, right? Better safe than sorry. Everybody, if everybody wore a mask and, you know, wash their hands and, stayed six feet apart, then, you know, your risk chance goes down massively, right? What's wrong with that? Well, okay. A lot of people are saying, well, I don't have a mask. Well, a lot of people are making them. They're easy right. to find, honestly. Um, in fact, there are some stores that in fact the, you know, sheer terror that the haircut place is like, you have to wear a mask. And if you don't, we have them for $3. Hmm. You okay. have to buy one. If you want a haircut, you got to buy it. Well, okay, fine. Provide them. You know, they're out there. It's not like, you can't get one. And a lot of people are like, I can't afford one. I'm like, you can't afford $3. I'm like, come on. If you can't afford $3, then you can't shop. And you're just making excuses. Yeah. And you're making yourself look stupid. Yes. Right. So there's that. But a lot of the issues coming down to, well, by forcing us to wear a mask, you're taking our constitutional freedom away. And I'm like, wait, what? I am a huge believer in the constitution. I do not want my freedoms taken away. But asking me to wear a mask, what does that even mean? Like, how does that, which constitutional freedom is being taken away by asking, by, well, man, they've mandated it. So I'm like, no, okay, that's going too far. But then you say, okay, are we required to wear seatbelts? Yes. Do we have stoplights? Yes. Yeah. Do we have <laughs> lane dividers on the roads? Yes. Why? Because people would be stupid without it. I mean, let's well, be people honest. Would, people would die all the time without it. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm sorry. Is this mean? Yeah. Because 90, <laughs> let's be honest. The majority of the people, if you didn't have stoplights and especially today in 2020, if you didn't have stoplights, you didn't have seatbelts, you didn't have lane dividers, 
people would do whatever they wanted because we're Americans. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> we we right? have our freedoms. No. So if we didn't have laws and rules to guide us, by the way, I'm not a big fan of laws and rules either. I hate rules, but I also realize that we have to have them because most of us don't love and respect and value the next person. Poop in the ice cream, Brian. Yeah. It always comes down to that. This goes back to what I just said in the beginning here. If we all made it our intention to unleash our superhero and love and value and respect our neighbor, essentially, then we wouldn't need laws and rules, but most or, of us don't or do just that. At the, at the minimum, just follow the golden rule and, and do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Right. Exactly. I mean, just at the very minimum. But, but yes, this goes back to what we were talking about with Heather, which I mean, I thought was incredibly profound is that she yeah. said, most people do not love themselves. If you're supposed to love others as you love yourself and you hate yourself, then you're going to hate others too. It's just the way it's going to be. And treat I just thought, others though, as you would have them treat you, it does nothing to do with loving yourself. The golden rule, I mean, but that's not deep enough. I think, I think you truly have to try to love others as you love yourself. If you treat others as others would treat you and people have treated you badly, then that's you're, you're retaliating. Fair enough. It's the same thing. How you would treat others, how you would want them to treat you, want them to treat you. That's why, that's why it's yeah. worded the way it is. So it's anyway, sorry. One way or the other, I think. <laughs> I just kind of found it interesting that people were saying that their constitutional rights were being taken away. And I'm like, well, were our constitutional rights taken away when we were required to wear seatbelts and stop at stoplights? Like, yes, dang it. That's just safety, man. I'm going to tell you what, that's safety. It's all about saving lives, man. So I get it. I don't like wearing a mask. It sucks. But here's my, here's my take. There's two reasons why I wear a mask. Okay. There's three. The third one is it's a struggle, but I'm not going to lie. It's something I I actually want to do. The first and foremost reason, yes, I'm selfish in this sense. I want to protect myself. I don't want to get sick. Okay. Right. The second, and this is right up there with the first reason, is that I actually do want to respect and value and love the next person that I'm around. And so I wear a mask to be respectful of that person just in case I'm someone who carries the symptoms and, or, you know, I'm carrying it, but I don't have the symptoms. Right. Right. Just in case. Symptomatic carrier. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's me saying, okay, I don't like wearing a mask, but I will respect you because I don't want you to get sick or, or I don't, right. you, know, you know what I'm saying? That's it. That's all it is. It's about respect. Yeah. And then of course Period. the third one is to say, okay, fine. They've ordered it. Listen, I may not agree with our government a lot of the time, but I'm at least going to respect the government because it has been instituted. So I don't like it always. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's not, but I'm going to at least respect what they asked us to do. And especially our city because our city's awesome. Fair enough. So there you go. Like I said, that's a tough one for me sometimes when you don't always agree, but come on, let's be respectful. That's a very practical and extremely humanistic approach to it. And how can anyone argue with that? Honestly, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. So, and yet people right. are, and people are saying, well, what I find is what's happening is that people simply do not love, respect and value other people at all. Enough. Well, yeah, maybe they say they do, but they clearly don't. They clearly value themselves far above everyone else because they don't want to wear a mask because it's it's against my freedom. Well, well or, you're and, a disrespectful jerk then. This COVID, like everything else, ha- is instantly politicized in today's Of course it world. is. And Which you know it, it's, it's just... So, so one side thinks that the other side is lying about the whole thing. Yeah, the yeah. whole world is lying about this. And the other side... I don't know what the other side's doing. The other side's just trying to survive. But 
it's politicized and it's just people's tribal instincts to to constantly us versus them each other it, it's just absolutely crazy and this is just what this is that part of what's going on is that it's a group of people are being egged on to think that and encouraged to believe that this is all a bunch of bs not the bs that's in trbs and i mean actual BS. bs yeah so they're triggered to use a popular term now because it's a very good term they're triggered for some reason, and, and so whether they're right or not, I don't know. But I just can't imagine that the entire world is in on this great big conspiracy. Maybe they are. I don't know because we yeah. don't know anything really. But there's a point where you just kind of have to give things the benefit of the doubt, especially when they're not asking for your firstborn. They're just yeah. asking you to wear a frigging mask in public. That's yeah. it. I mean, if they and, were to start asking us to do other things that truly did violate freedoms and, you know, went into control, then, okay, fine. We, we, we cross that bridge if it happens. Right. But at this point, this is not a freedom issue. This is a respect issue. But then let me give you a more pragmatic answer and even more practical answer that some people who are against this whole mask thing maybe can understand that businesses that want you to wear a mask, they're not only and always doing it because of this mandate. They're also doing it because they don't want to be sued by someone who gets sick after yeah. they go there. So, I mean, you got to respect that, right? Oh, Lawyers, yeah. come on. Well, <laughs> I mean, no, I respect the businesses though, because if they get held liable for something that wasn't their fault, right? Then, and they do all the time, Brian, all the time. So, and sometimes it is their fault and okay. You know, sometimes, yes. They got to sleep in that bed, but if it's not their fault, it's just kind of like, dude, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. No, so really, so your answer is the best answer. And it's the most conscientious answer. My answer, I mean, just think about it, folks. They, they don't want anyone to sue them. Yeah. So yeah. you have to wear a mask in there. It is what it is. Well, it's interesting too, because like you brought up the fact that what's true, right? Is there this huge worldwide conspiracy? I mean, honestly, I don't know. We, neither one of us know. There, there's something. There's sometimes where I hear things and I'm like, really? And I start yeah. to go, something feels wrong about this. Like, it, okay, it's real. But something just feels off about the magnitude of this thing. Now, I don't know what that is, and maybe I'm completely wrong. But here's what I do know is that one of Sarah's coworkers got COVID-19, mm-hmm. was in the hospital for five weeks. Five almost, weeks? Almost died. Wow. Like, like literally, the, it was a miracle that this person so, survived and is now healing and has a lot of so rehab. So she knows... She knows someone personally who yes. was, was affected by it. I think a lot of the problem right now is that the majority of people who are getting up in arms about this don't know anybody personally who yeah. struggled with it or almost yep. died or even died from it. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's fueling their fire. That's, that's fueling their doubt and, and distrust. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, and I get that. I, that makes sense to me. And here's the thing, right? So this guy was in his, I think, low to mid 40s. So he wasn't older. I don't know if he had pre-existing conditions. I don't know the guy personally. Sarah does. But we do know that, okay, there is a person who Sarah personally knows that actually did get it, tested positive, almost died, was in the hospital for five weeks and just recovered. Barely though. And we know this. Now, again, why did he have such a horrible, serious sickness where other people don't even have symptoms? We don't know. And I think that's the whole point is nobody knows. But it is real But what we don't know is where did it truly come from? 
Is the magnitude of this crazy? Do we actually really need to wear masks and stay at home still? Right. That's the thing we don't know. But what we do know right. is that, yes, it is real. Okay, so what do we do? Better safe than sorry. Respect yeah. yourself enough to keep yourself healthy and respect and value your neighbor enough to say, look, I don't know what's real or what's not, but I'm at least going to be better safe than sorry. And I'm not going to put you at risk, potential risk. Right. So this is me respecting you. That's it. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. Yeah. If people refuse to do that, well, they're just being selfish. They're being selfish. That's that's the nice way to put it. I actually had another comment I would say, but I I won't share it here on the show. It's no, you don't. It's very, we're positive. We're positive. (laughs) But, but there's no arguing. They're being selfish, period. Of course. So, I mean, yeah, that's just a disguise blue type of statement. So, well, there's a lot of pride because people, you know, they're dogmatic about their beliefs. This is what I want to, and they're not going to, they're not going to change their minds. That's right. full on pride. That's full on selfishness. That's full on dogmatic. I don't care if you're right or wrong. You're being disrespectful. That is not unleashing your superhero. You've totally missed the point of the show. So, and you're not, you're not following common sense either. Yeah. It's, it's all, it really is about a common sense as well. So it it's not just unleashing your superhero. And you know what? This, it all may come down to every single person that listens to the show is kind of like, well, duh, Brian, I totally agree with you. <laughs> In which case we're preaching to the choir and you know, and the what? ones that don't agree, they already turned the show off. So yeah. And you know what? Then fine. We don't need people like that whatever. in our lives. So whatever. Yeah. Whatever, take man. My ball and go home, right? Fine. Well, yeah, go for it. I mean, that's fine. I'm kind of to the point where it's like, <laughs> I would love to inspire you to be a better person, to unleash your superhero and but, to use common sense. Yeah. And to value and respect others. In fact, it's so funny. I, I was asking Sarah, I'm like, what is my uniqueness? Because everybody keeps asking me that question. You know, all the business people, what's your uniqueness? And I'm like, I don't even know. People are like, well, you have a lot of energy. I'm like, dude, Chris Farley had energy. I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> it's not a uniqueness. You he, know? Didn't, he didn't burn enough of the calories, but he did have a lot of energy. Yeah, and yeah. they're like, well, you're positive. I'm like, okay, I can list off 100 different people who have positive things out there. I'm like, that's not unique. And then Sarah finally said, you know what it is? You are so strongly What's the word I'm looking for? I'm not even really sure. But anyway, I'm passionate. That's no, the word. Dying. That's what I'm, you just, I'm, I'm you just crashed, Brian. You crashed. I know. Right well, I couldn't there. think of the word. I'm, <laughs> I'm essentially I'm passionate about valuing, respecting and loving other people. Okay. Even when it doesn't make any sense to or it's extremely difficult to do that. But I realized that I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're right. I think that's what it is because I don't really know that many people that care about loving and valuing and respecting others as much as I do. And yeah, that's, that's fine. probably true. It's not an easy thing to do. I think most people would rather be like, ah, screw you. I'm, I'm going to do whatever I want. And, and you know, there are times where I do that, but I'm just saying like, I think most people are, are more about themselves than they are about other people. And again, what Heather said is you really truly do have to love yourself or understand how you are loved because if you can't really understand how to love yourself and value yourself and, know your identity, then, you know, how can you love others? I get that. And that makes a lot of sense. And a lot of people have been hurt. So, you know, that was a really good episode. If you've not listened to it, I highly, highly recommend it because I think there's some phenomenal stuff in there that could really encourage, but I've kind of come to the conclusion that if people want to love and value and respect others and they struggle with it and it's hard and they mess up, cool. I got your back. But if people are like, I don't care, I just want to be right, it. I don't need those people in my life anymore. And he wasn't saying right with a capital R, folks. Chill out. He just meant correct. 
Yeah, not like right wing, but don't politicize what you just said. I'm talking about like (laughs) what I believe is correct. And you're not going to change my mind. That kind of attitude. (laughs) I don't need that, man. It's just annoying. That's kind of where I'm at and I'm okay with that. So yeah, if you said all those people just turned off the show, fine. It's cool, man. I'm not going to pander to that anymore. So anyway, that was a big soapbox, but I kind of had to talk about it because I just feel like I'm hearing more and more people who would rather be right slash correct about what they believe than saying I'm going to respect and value others. And it's just like, okay, it's time for me to step up and say something because I can't agree with this anymore. And now I'm going to do a belly flip off this soapbox into the pool. Ready? Yes. Sploosh. Oh, dude, that hurt. Okay. Dude, Let's that was talk. really high up. Yeah, that was that was great, man. We were on the <laughs> highest of the high. Listen, we are holier than that. What? No, not really. Oh, terribly. Wait, wait. Do you remember this guy? Um. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, I'm telling you. So it was so funny. It was actually this, you know, uh, here we go. Uh, that is not doctored or edited in any way that is completely natural from a dude that was on a show once, you know, uh, um, it was beautiful. Oh, come on. <sighs> Sorry. I just, I, I was relishing in that moment. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's talk about Jedi fallen order. Oh, let's because let's. finally. So, you know, I mentioned this last week and I just barely started the game and I thought, Oh my gosh, this is such a fun game. And I think I said, like, this is the best game I've ever played. Well, I had barely started the game as I got into the game. I said, okay, no longer the best game I've ever played, but it's still good. Then you started it. So let's hear your thoughts. I'm calling this the yin and yang of Jedi Fallen Order. Cue the Asian soundbite. I wish I had one. (laughs) The the yin of this game, the positives, if I'm getting yin and yang correctly there, uh, the environments in this game are so beautiful and well done. The planets, the backdrops, mm-hmm. just epically beautiful. Art direction. Uh, great, yeah, art direct. Great level design, good puzzles, just the right amount of challenge. The story is good Star Wars, I would consider, rather than hack Star Wars. I even got used to the Dr. Seuss character in the, in the game, which, which when he first appeared, I was like, the pilot of the, of the ship. Oh. <laughs> he looks like a Dr. Seuss character, totally. I didn't even think of that. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So I even got used to him really quickly. And and so there's so much that they did right with this game. By the way, this mm-hmm. is EA and it's a Star Wars title. And it was a well, it was a long awaited Star Wars title. So EA games had every reason to make this as polished as they could. Mm-hmm. So I get to the Yang. The Yang of this game is that the character animations while running and especially while jumping are unbelievably amateur. Mm -hmm. Like they pulled code from some game out of 2003. Yeah. And it's like, wow, it's almost distracting. And that's unfortunate. That's number one. Number two is the loot system, in my opinion, is completely pointless. It's cosmetic skins only. Every time you loot a crate in the game, like if you jump your way to this special secret place and there's a crate there, oh, yay, the crate. All you get is cosmetic stuff, a skin for your outfit or your droid's outfit or some component of your lightsaber. Yeah, or the ship. Or the ship. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Uh, Once in a while, you get a ship skin, which is cool. And I find myself frustrated by the compulsion to open every crate (laughs) I find just naturally, even though I know it's a complete waste of my time, in my opinion. And so, you know, my conclusion to this game, Brian, is that it's, it's really beautiful and engaging, but it has an ugly limp, I'm calling it. And it should have been a better game but I still recommend it to any Star Wars gamer. It's it's still worth playing if you're a Star Wars gamer. I would 
add that I'd wait until it's less than 30 bucks, to be honest. Okay. I wouldn't spend any more than 30 bucks on that game. So what uh, did you think? Well, bringing up the price, I think it's totally worth 30. I don't think yeah. it's worth 60 or more by any means. I don't think it's worth more than 30 at all. So you should totally wait till it's at least on a $30 or less sale. Yeah, it will be because it just was. So yeah, um, <laughs> we got, I think I got it for 35. So it was close. <laughs> yeah, I paid, I paid 30 exactly. So, and it was to me, it's okay. worth it. So I think here's an interesting thing. I think the story is amazing when there is a story. So there are times where it's literally wa- like watching a star Wars show or a movie. And it's a full on extremely long cutscene, beautiful story furthering it. I mean, there's some incredible stuff. I mean, they got original voice actors. Saul Guerrero shows up yeah. and it is actually Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, Oh, they actually got the real people, which is amazing. I mean, I think even Obi-Wan, although I think that was just a recording, but it actually was Ewan McGregor. Okay. So it's like they did a really good job with the story. The story is not entirely throughout the game though. So if I go back to, if you remember the, uh, gosh, this was like early two thousands star Wars Jedi outcast. Do you remember that I game? Heard of it. Oh my no. gosh. I mean, it's very dated, although you actually might like it. It's not bad by any means, but the story in that game was phenomenal and like Knights of the old Republic. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe not quite as in depth. I think Knights of the old Republic story was more in depth, but Jedi outcast really had a great story, but it had really good gameplay. But the story goes on throughout the entire, basically the entire game and all of your missions and stuff like that. Yeah. Versus with this game, like you said, why do you get chests? Well, to get cosmetic loot. Well, okay. I mean, and that's cool, but at the same time, it really does not further the story or why am I going around and trying this? Well, because it unlocks more of the map. That's it. There's no reward for that. There's, and it doesn't further the story at all. But to be fair, you get to see more of the planet's locale, which is kind of cool. So, oh yeah, the map thing, yeah, that's that's fine. But I think my biggest issue with the loot was the lightsaber mods because they have these. Every once in a while, they have these little stations where you can modify your lightsaber, which mm-hmm. in theory sounds really cool, right? But in reality, when you're running around fighting with your lightsaber, and by the way, the fighting animations are just fine. Mm-hmm. I don't have any issues with those. But you can't see. I mean, you can't really tell that you've done much to your lightsaber when you do those modifications because your lightsaber is in your hands and it's it's i mean you can see it and you can kind of tell that you changed it but it's just a small object on the screen see and, and, and so i it, see it because you know especially when he puts it you know on his belt and they have cutscenes, you really do see the the cosmetic and i love it fair, i think it's really enough. cool and especially you can you can change your colors uh, you know i, I like well, that well, it's blue, you can cha- blue, green, you get and orange. Two colors, yeah, two colors. The orange is if you have some kind of special content, or see for whatever I reason, I can use it, and I didn't buy yeah, anything special, so I don't know why. It's locked for me, so that's weird. <laughs> so see, I have I, two I, colors, blue and green. That's it. I have all the premium content, and I didn't pay for it, so I have no idea how I have it. Yeah, whatever. But anyway, it's whatever. I like it. <laughs> I think the cosmetics fun. To be honest, I'm a fan of that stuff. But no, mm-hmm. it doesn't further the story, and that's kind of what I was trying to say. But again, when there is a story, it's really awesome. It's really, really good. I do feel like exploring the planet, like I was mentioning, if it furthers the story, it's great. All the other things you can do to kind of check off your boxes and check that story or what is it? Map completion. Got to get that to 100. You know, for those of you who are compelled to do that, completionists, to me, that's repetitive and lazy. That anymore, that's lazy game writing. 
because it keeps people right, engaged yeah. in useless activity for no reason at all. And yeah. I'm not a fan of that when it comes to game writing anymore. But at the same time, I like that as I'm on the story and I can go get a cosmetic skin because I saw it on the way. Great. Am I going to go and finish the entire planet? Probably not. I just don't care. So anyway, here's the thing though. So when I first played that intro level, there was so much variety and that's what compelled me last week to say this is one of the best games I've ever played. I think it was the best. I mean, there's climbing. There's like hanging. Oh my gosh. You're like hanging off and you're going to almost die. There's platforming and jumping. There's beautiful scenery action. So like at one point you're in the middle of your, your gameplay and they're bringing in a trade federation ship to get jumped and it's just part. And oh my gosh, like there's actually action going on. It's cool. You know, of course there's fighting. There's that whole train scene, which I'm not going to give in. It was so neat. And then you get to the next two planets and like, was it Bogma or whatever the first one was, or I don't even know. Dathomir was one of them. Bogdova. Yeah, Bogdava. and it's just like Bogdava, yeah. It was so minimal. It was like you jump and platform, you climb, you fight, that's it. There's there was, hanging. Okay, there's <laughs> a yeah. But I mean, the scenery action really didn't exist. There was no like train scenes or anything crazy like that. It was like right. this amazing thing that drew you in in the beginning of the game didn't exist later until mm-hmm. you get to Kashyyyk, the Wookiee home planet. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, there's this really cool walker part and some other stuff. And I'm like, okay, now, now we're but it took a while to get there and now right. it's like, okay, well this is cool. We'll see where it goes. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. So it's hard to say, man. It's like, it's, it's beautiful. Like you said, <laughs> I wish they did more of the beautiful aspect, more of the story aspect and less of the lazy, like completionist aspect to me. That's just you know what? dumb. I'll be easy on them. If if they would just fix the jumping animations, I would, yeah. I'd call it a, I'd call it at least a nine out of a 10 game. Yeah. I, even with the loop being what it is, it's just distracting how poorly coded that is. It really is bad. Actually. I was, I was surprised how clumsy it is. How when he's running, I'm like, if a real person ran that bow legged, their legs would break, man. People would kind of, look at them and go, okay, that person's interesting or whatever. (laughs) Well, it's just not, I don't even think it's physically possible. It does look pretty bad. It's only when it's the gameplay animations, the cutscene animations are fine. Yeah, exactly. So, and and by the way, and what, once you start playing the game, remember my, my whole comment about how the main character looks like a fifties bully Yeah, with, you know, that freckled ginger guy who always picks on the other kids. He doesn't look like that at all in the game. It's just the cover art. For some reason, they made him look like that in the cover art. He looks yeah. nothing like that in the game. So, I know. Anyway. I think that's why I was confused last week. I'm like, wait, what? what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a great game, though. I think overall, mm-hmm. I would still, re- I would give it an eight out of ten. Just yeah, because, as far as a Star Wars game goes, yeah, yeah. The reason I would give it an eight out of ten is because, like I said, there's some laziness to it and the animations of the character and stuff like that. But other than that, I think it's a great. It's music from John Williams. It's beautiful. I do recommend it if you're yeah, interested in too. a Star Wars game. It's fun. Me too. Okay, so I finished Knives Out. And I talked a lot about it last week, so I'm not going to say much more. What I am going to say is it was great. It was definitely great. I had a different ending in mind. I was kind of like, I think, I wonder if this might happen. And then what actually happened was different, and I was pleasantly surprised by it. So I liked it. Highly recommend it. It's a great movie. Totally watch it. Now, there were two other movies that one was I just was interested because, you know, I saw the Eddie Murphy version 
the Dr. Doolittle. And I was like, you know, and I like yes. the Doolittle story. I like this whole idea that he can talk to animals. It's really cool. The Eddie Murphy version was, you know, it was fun. And so I'm like, well, I like Robert Downey Jr. And there's some other great actors in there. And I was like, oh, let's see what this is all about. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Here's the thing. Let, let me give you the positive real quick. It was very imaginative. It was very beautiful. It had a good story about overcoming grief and helping others. And also teamwork, courage, overcoming fear. I thought there were some really good things in there. If you think about it, that it's like these stories are good for people to hear. And it was a Robert Downey Jr. production of some kind, like Downey something, which was nice. So, you know, at first I thought, is this a Disney movie? Because you know how Disney has been pushing agendas lately. There were no agendas at all. And I thought there's no way it could be Disney. And then I'm like, oh yeah, it's not. It's a, it's a Downey production or something like that. Weird. So that's, I didn't realize he was doing his own production company now, but I guess I'm not surprised. Yeah. And I think he wanted to do it for his kids. And so, you know, it's very much a kid's movie, but again, the, the story and the, the whole takeaway from it is actually very good. It's totally worth watching for that. But here's the thing, man, it just felt way too childish and immature and it did, did not need to be at all. Hmm. And I think that, you know, like, okay, granted this was a Disney, but think of it as like a Disney kids movie because this was also a book was Swiss family Robinson. And I don't know if you've ever seen that or read the book. Have you? Oh yeah. A long time ago. Okay. I never read the That's book, old. but I told, I mean, yeah, it was 1960 when that movie came out. Mm-hmm. I, I loved that movie growing up as a kid. Yeah, I mean, I always watched it over and over. I still love it. So here's the thing. It was a mature movie. It was clean. It was phenomenal. It was a great story, but of course it, it was a book. And the thing I loved is that like as a kid, I loved it and I understood it. And as an adult, I still love the movie and yet I understand it more. Whereas like with Doolittle, it felt insulting. Like, <laughs> like it was insulting your intelligence. It was insulting maturity. Like this is, this is too childish. And I thought kind of like Teletubbies, it was like kind of Teletubby. Well, I never like, saw that. I don't know. Neither have I, but at you except preferably one time when I was babysitting, but <laughs> it's got the very asinine subliminal type of, dumbness to it like is, well, it, it was more like in your face dumbness okay <laughs> so like I, I was thinking about this that if i were a kid and i was watching this i feel like i would even be semi-insulted huh interesting but i don't know like that that's me as as when i was a kid i don't know if kids today are like that's what they like or i don't know i mean <laughs> I, I don't know but my my <laughs> my whole point was okay here's an example so like Animals being personified is kind of a weird thing anyway. I think a lot of people have weirdness with that. I don't but mind it. But it's been done well. It has exactly. been done well in the past. I've yeah. never had a problem with it. But here's what you got to do. You've got to be consistent with the personality that you give the animal. Okay. So like there's this one scene where I don't even know what he is. Honestly, I don't even remember. I think it was a rabbit. It was a rabbit, right? And he's like this prison kind of gambler. I don't even really know, but so he's like, yeah, you know, I had a big one of them. I had a bet on this, you know, and I got to talk to my buddy, you know, Luigi over here, you know, that kind of thing, just that kind of that persona kind of a a rough guy. And and you might think like, oh, he's an Italian rough guy from New York or something like it kind of felt like that. Right. But then he goes on and he said, whoa, did Dr. Doolittle do a doo doo? And I thought, seriously, (laughs) no New Yorker, Italian New Yorker is ever going to say that. I'm sorry. It was inconsistent with the personality that they gave him. And they did that with quite a few different characters. There were these little inconsistencies and I'm like, okay, now it's not believable anymore. I think they sacrificed the consistency of a character 
for let's throw in a, a dumb, stupid quip joke that huh, interesting. You know what okay. I mean? So I, and this, and we've talked about this. We talked about this with Miss Ice quite a bit. You have to create consistency with a character. Andrea Deck came on and talked about, you know, she had to get to know her character. Amy Gumenick talked about that, you know, back in the day when she was playing Cupid, how would this character act in every single situation? What would they say? What would they do? That's the kind of stuff that, you know, you need to give. And of course, you know, my thoughts on most voice actors and animations and stuff like that. They're way overacted. Usually the wrong choice, not a fan. Some are great, but if you go back to like old kids movies where animals talked, mm-hmm. the voices just seemed to match and their characters were relatively consistent. It was just good stuff. So for me, it felt like I'm not sure if I would call it lazy, but it was just inconsistent at times and a little childish and immature and a little frustrating, but it was a good movie. It was fun. Um, I wouldn't say it was great by any means. So well, Pixar, Pixar and Disney have proven time and time again, you can make a kid's movie, a full on kid's film yeah, and still make it so that the adults watching thoroughly enjoy themselves and don't feel insulted by insulted. I put in air quotes, but you know what I mean? By gratuitous jokes or actions or whatever, you know, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's a thoroughly enjoyable film for all involved. So it sounds like they didn't hit the mark on this one. No. So. And that's the thing, like the, the movie and the story, the story is awesome and it had so much potential, but they, it could have been so much better, but oh, to be fair, a lot of that going around right now. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> but at the same time, there were a lot of things to love, like no agendas and, and they actually had a great mo- you know, great story and a great message. So that's okay. really, really good. And you don't see that a lot anymore. So, you know, you got to kind of look at both, but then the second movie that I watched, which I was actually a little surprised by this one because I heard from a lot of people saying, oh my gosh, I went and saw this movie. I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. It's a great movie. Was Sonic the Hedgehog. And what a thunk. Well, I mean, I thought it would be kind of fun, you know, like, okay, cool. This is a great, I played the original Sonic on the Sega. I, I remember how cool that was, you know, but I was actually kind of disappointed. And I don't know if it's because <laughs> my expectations were like, oh, everybody loved it. This is great. It's going to be a good movie. I was like kind of bored. <laughs> I was mm. like seriously going like, what's the story here? So, this is funny, right? So, you know, Sonic, if you've played the games, he, you know, he has those little magic rings and he runs super fast and then he can turn into a ball and supercharge, right? He does flips, flips really fast. Yeah. yeah. Well, the beginning set you up for this. Wow. This is going to be a great story. He's on his home planet, which is like one of the, I think it was one of the original maps or something. I, it's been so long since I've even played <laughs> and I've never played all the games anyway. So then it's like, oh, well, he's, he's under threat. So we're going to send him to earth through the magic ring. You know, and he goes to earth. Well, he's in this like small town, you know, and it's fun, right? James Marsden, which I love him, by the way, he was a Cyclops. Oh, he was in that. Yeah. He's the main, main human James actor. Marsters. Uh, Marsters. The, you know, is that what Spike, it is? Marsters or Spike, Spike from Buffy, the vampire slayer and no, angel, no, 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 right? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the guy Marsden uh, that played Cyclops in X-Men. Oh, shoot. No, I like Never him. Mind. He's awesome. Anyway, so I'm sitting here thinking like this is going to be fun and I get into it and the story is like he's a cop in this, you know, podunk town and he wants to move to San Francisco. He gets a job there and he's going to be a real cop and, you know, something happens and Sonic, you know, his powers get discovered and then this crazy Jim Carrey character, which I like Jim Carrey and this was a weird character who seemed to have unlimited money and unlimited like instant technology, kind of like all of a sudden he's got amazing technology that's far advanced. I, I, I didn't understand that at all. It just kind of was magically appearing all the time. 
then there's this one part where Sonic accidentally loses his rings through a portal into San Francisco. And so he's got to travel to go to San Francisco to get his rings back. That's pretty much the story. Okay. But he's fast, right? He could run there in a matter of, I don't know, not long, but instead he's, they, he's they a flash yeah, pretty much, but he's reading flash okay. comics in the beginning, which I thought was awesome. He could run there quickly, grab his rings, be done right No, He's got to go in James Marsden's truck. Oh, okay. cross country. I was like, what? There was For this, the sake of the story. <laughs> there was no story really. I mean, that's like, I was just like, there's really nothing here. I don't even really know what happened. Honestly, then there's this like whole biker bar scene. And I was seriously the entire time going like, what is going on? What is the point of this? Then there was a hotel room scene and I'm like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> I, I didn't understand. Like, what is when's, the point of all of this? When's Pee Wee Herman going to jump in and say large Marge sent me or something like that? I was just like, there is nothing going on here. I was expecting this beautiful story. It was weird. So, and then of course, I, once again, the voice actor choice, I don't know who it was, but it totally did not fit at all. It was so distracting and annoying for me. I just didn't feel right. I'm sitting here looking at Sonic and I'm hearing this voice and I'm going, this is not a match for me. It felt like a letdown. I did not hate the movie once. I mean, again, it's like there are movies that I go, I can't watch this. This is terrible. This makes me mad. This was fine. Once again, it could have been so much better for those of you who really liked it. I'm really glad you did. I'm not trying to trash your enjoyment of this. And I honestly wish I liked it like you did because I really wanted to and I was expecting to. And I just kind of was like, oh, now there's this drink that's been going around this whole little quote new. And I'm doing air quotes around new coffee drink (laughs) craze going around. It's nothing new. It's just this new whatever. It's amazing how like somebody goes, hey, let's take something really old and let's change the name. Then it goes viral. And then all of a sudden everybody's like, I'm like, that's pretty much everything. keep happening over and over. So yeah, I think that is social media. If you think about it, that's just, that's humanity. That's marketing. Really? Well, that's nothing marketing. new. No, there's nothing new under the sun, man. That's right. So anyway, the mermaid Rob dog's wife posted this and I thought, cool, I, I got to try this because I'm all about coffee drinks. So let's check it out. Well, here it is. It is essentially, it's called the Dalgona coffee trend. And I brought it up to Dalgona. miss ice and she was like, Oh no, I'm not going to do that. I don't even want to talk about that. It was so funny. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to try it because I'm at least willing to, you know, humor people and see what happens. So here's the recipe. It is first of all, instant coffee. I thought, Oh, <laughs> huh? Okay. My ears perk up. Yeah. You're like, Oh, Folgers crystals. Folgers crystals. <laughs> uh, okay. And then it's got, so it's got like, you know, a measurement of instant coffee and then a measurement of sugar and a measurement of boiled water. And I thought this tastes like a cheap gas station. I mean, it looks like a cheap gas station latte. So whatever. Is that literally everything in it? Well, hold on. So you do that and then you got to whip the instant coffee, the sugar and the water, which is really not that much liquid. If you look at it, it's mostly coffee granules and sugar granules and then a teeny, teeny bit of water. It's like Two tablespoons of boiled water for two tablespoons of instant coffee, for example. Okay. So you're whipping it up until it's this kind of sticky foam and then choose your milk choice, whether it's regular milk, 2% whole or coconut or whatever. It's up to you, right? And then you scoop this sticky foam on top of your milk and there you go. And I thought, that's it. That's a craze. Well, I'm going to try it, but it sounds to me like a cheap gas station latte. And that's exactly what it tasted like. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm like, 
I tried it and I, and everyone's like, Oh my gosh, it's super delicious. And I'm like, really? Well, okay. I have some instant coffee here that, okay. So I, I poured that. I did it. I did exactly as it said. And I tried it and I'm like, this tastes like a cheap gas station or a cheap hotel latte. I so mean, be it, was, it was fine. If you like the taste of a cheap latte, booyah. But <laughs> otherwise, like, it's certainly not good. I don't know. But I just thought it's so funny how people are like, oh, my gosh, this is so amazing. And it's gone viral. And I'm like, wow, what are we really losing it during this quarantine? No, stay positive, Brian. Stay positive. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Come on, man. I got to laugh about this. This is funny. Wow. Okay. Well, you know what? Once again, if that's the kind of thing you like, like Captain Influence here who loves his Folgers. Used to. More power. See, you've, you've evolved into a better man. Deep Thoughts with Captain Influence. I get the impression that a New York minute is a lot faster than a normal minute. Does that imply that New Yorkers age that much faster? They would probably say yes, but I think they're lying. Captain Influence, thank you. This has been fun. Oh, it's always fun, dude. Where'd the time go? I know. And I was like, well, we, we got we to gotta <laughs> stop, man. There's so much. We're already in an hour. We got to stop. Is, any, is anyone still listening? I hope so. I hope so. We're having a good time. Well, don't oh, forget yeah. that on Monday, we've got that amazing interview with Kristen. It's going to be incredible. So go check that out. And we really did. It's so funny. Like I got to tell you that going through my mind, sometimes I was thinking like, okay, I should edit some of what we talked about, about the mask stuff out because that's typically been my tendency. We talk and I edit a lot out to keep it as positive and safe as possible. I'm choosing not to this time because I feel okay. like, there are some things that needed to be said. I, of course, always mean it in the most respectful way possible. I hope nobody's offended because that's not the intention, but I hope you're challenged and I hope you're also inspired and encouraged to unleash your superhero. That's the goal. Yeah. And we had a lot of fun with other stuff. So thanks for joining us. Amen, Amen brother. Amen, brother. I'm going to tell you what, you know what the music means? It means, it means America. That's what it means. That's right. America. And for all you in Canada, America. Love Wait, you guys. What? I'm totally kidding. We got listeners from all over the world, man. So it, it means uh, worldwide. Worldwide. Woo. All right. RealBrianShow.com slash 228. If you want to check out the show notes and links. But otherwise, have a glorious weekend. We'll see you on Monday. And The Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514MediaEmpire.com.